in 2019. It might be more timely, you know, talked about as curated intelligence because voice is the best interface to curate the best experience for food. For Monday, January 21st, 2019, this is episode 28, Curating Customer Experiences with Voice, Food Brands, and More with John Chu. What's the best approach for a brand to establish a presence on a voice assistant? What are food brands like Domino's doing to be ubiquitous? Welcome to the Beatle Moment Marketing Podcast, a short weekly exploration of marketing, technology, and career. I'm Emily Bender. I answer to no one, and I make this for you. Let's get on with the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Beatle Moment Marketing Podcast. I have a guest today named John Chu. John is a tech opportunist who loves to build products, services, and culture within companies that tell a great story. John's a tech executive with over 17 years of mobile and digital experiences across a, a variety of top-tiered global companies, including Goldman Sachs, Bridgewater Associates, Deloitte, and Hearst. And he's worked with various startups focusing on voice and AI. John provides strategic insights across diverse industries and has a lot of experience when it comes to voice. So welcome to the show, John. Hi, Emily. Uh, thanks for having me today. You're welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you, especially about food brands, because this is something that I know you have experience in. And everybody's kind of wondering, what do I do getting onto Alexa? And so if I have a food delivery brand, or if I have any kind of consumer food brand at all, how can I either sell using smart speakers or kind of build my presence there? And so what do you think and what have you seen that works for this for this category? Yeah, certainly. Um, the, the way I really attach to uh, this kind of use case is really to work with those brands and figure out, you know, what are the use cases uh, specifically, like uh, a past example would be Domino's. Uh, Domino's came to us uh, in the past and said, we wanted to do um, voice experiences for, for ordering pizza. Right. So in the past, they were only able to do reordering via Alexa. So they came to us and said, you know, we want to actually have customers have the full on end to end experience by building the pizza, but also to um, allow it to be delivered on time and searching through order status. So work with them a lot in terms of figuring out how to actually uh, look through that whole end to end customer journey. Uh, since then, uh, Domino's had released uh, Domino's Anywhere, which effectively is a ubiquitous uh, solution across multiple platforms. Uh, they, they've now uh, successfully have uh, done this type of exercise. But I do go back to you know other brands in the food space is really focusing on you know what is your core criteria, what is your brand uh, equity in that, uh, how do you explain. Uh, how to explain uh, purchasing food through your um, through your brand? So, you know, someone like McDonald's is obviously ordering a Big Mac is different than ordering a Whopper from Burger King, and vice versa as well. Right. I, I noticed that the Domino's Anywhere skill, like you said, is ubiquitous, which really sets it apart. And I, I think they've done a really nice job at taking a pretty ambitious step here where it's not just this kind of toe dip but they're they're really making this part of 
you know, when you go on a website and it's, you can find us here, find us on Twitter and Facebook, or if you look at a podcast, it's find us on Apple and Google and everywhere. Now, I think this is what will happen with brands. It's also, so find us on Alexa, find us on Google Home, find our skill, because that's going to be part of the whole mix. That's correct. And, and you know, going back to kind of the, the journey of it, right, it's really understanding what your customer's intent is, focusing on the intent, because, you know, a lot of these voice interactions is not, is, is not equivalent to, you know, searching on Google, going to your website, logging in. It has to be a frictionless, clear experience. So working with people that are involved in the voice area and to focusing on the specific intent is really key to the experience. Yeah, that's a good point with the intent. I think it's important to really solve one specific problem and kind of try to take on one thing at a time. So I've seen I've seen some other brands and like staying on the food topic, if you look at let's say Betty Crocker, for example, mm-hmm. you can look up recipes or ask questions about specific like how long do I cook this type of dish? Um so that's a specific utility which works. Um what do you think of of those kind of skills? Yeah, that, that's a really good example, uh, specifically with the younger generation. Um, they're looking to get back into cooking food. So uh, a lot of the younger, older uh, generation doesn't really have too much time on their hands anymore. So imagine if you're a young couple uh, with one kid, you're coming home, you're just probably going to say, hey, Alexa, I have about 30 minutes to, you know, to cook something before I put my children to sleep. What is the best food? Uh, what is the best Italian food? that I can cook within 30 minutes. So in that kind of curated intelligence that I, I like to talk about, uh, because I do feel like artificial intelligence is probably not the right word nowadays. It's probably curated intelligence to curate the best examples, the best intent to delivering the best experience. Oh, I see. I like that. So I guess when I hear curated intelligence, I think of pre-programmed answers. Whereas if I think about artificial intelligence, Part of it to me, I think of learning. Maybe that's more down the machine learning path, but that the skill gets smarter with use. Is is that along the same lines with curated intelligence? That is, um, because we're in the age of curation and discovery, right? Uh, discovering what people need and what people want uh, will we'll gravitate more data towards that specific brand. And once that brand has enough data, they can actually put some artificial intelligence behind it. But I think we're, we're in the state where we're still relatively kind of early with the voice experience, right? Um, curated intelligence, in my eyes, is something that we need to take that step first before we actually get to the real AI part of it. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I was at the Alexa conference last week, and I met a man named Cal Lai, who's with, um, it's called My Pet Doc. So I don't, I don't know. Are you familiar with the skill? Do you have a dog or a cat? I have a dog or a cat, but I'm not familiar with the skill. Okay. So it's really cool. He, he and his team have a site that's for people with pets and it's based on, I think they have forums where there are over 50,000 questions that have been answered. Common questions like, why is my dog pooping this weird color or something? (laughs) And They've taken it and they've made it into an Alexa skill, which is like the number one pet skill. And I have to do a little more research on this, but to your point with curated intelligence, they can take all that information and curate it into the skill so that it's quickly searchable by voice. So I I agree that is going to be a big help in the future, like the way to find information quickly and, and cataloged. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, with healthcare, whether you're, you're, you're a human being or where you're, whether it's your pet, um, a lot of the times when you ask questions is because you're, you're in a moment of anxiety or that you need something answered right away. So voice is a really great tool to, to get that curation up so that it can answer the right questions in a more effective way. I agree. I do think that that anxiety point is is pretty key and it's not only that it's also busyness or hands hands busy if you if you're using your hands to do something you don't have time to stop and grab your phone like i guess we started talking about food and then we're into health and now i'm even thinking about home repair so skills that can help you with again these are kind of faq or things you might search on youtube but how do i hang curtains so i don't want to have to get off the ladder pick up my phone use my hand tap swipe you know i just want to say okay i'm holding the hammer what do i do next Right, right. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the internet is so big. It's, it's, it's been around for, for a couple of decades. Now it's really using that voice to curate the most intelligent responses. And that's going to be a long journey, right? Um, voice search is supposed to be a lot, lot more quicker and a lot more efficient in 2019. But I really see 2020 being that kind of boom period where you're going to actually do more things with your voice and, and less with your hands. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I've I've seen the stats. We've all seen them. The mm-hmm. either thirty or fifty percent of searches will be done by voice in twenty twenty, right. and you're right. This twenty nineteen is almost. I've heard some people say it's going to be the winter of voice. Like there will be this die down, and then it will come surging back when the technology gets a little more advanced, more contextual. Mm-hmm. Maybe in twenty twenty. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I, I've been telling a lot of people that 2019, whether it's dying down or not, it's going to be the year of educating people on why, you know, voice is important, you know, to the brands, to the consumer. And then when 2020 comes, then you have that kind of aha moment and then you, you're going um, to you're going to adapt to those um, scenarios more, much more easier, effectively. Right. I do think, and I, I encourage my clients with this, you probably do too, that even with that in mind, it's so important to have a presence on the major voice assistants now, even if it's going to be somewhat of a 1.0 capability. Right. I mean, it's like, like we've been talking about, it's it's still very early, um, but, but really focusing on the education, not not only education. I I want to explain to the audience, it's more about, the education, but adapting the business use cases to those specific brands, because we want to maintain the brand equity. We want to maintain the brand experience for each and every one of those companies. Yes, absolutely. So don't just do it to check a box, but solve a problem. Right, exactly. Well, that's great. Thank you so much for these insights, John. And I look forward to meeting you at the Voice Summit, if not sooner. Yeah, absolutely. Voice Summer is towards the end of July. I hope to meet you and everyone else, and we can talk a little bit more about voice at that time. Brought to you by our friends at Pippa. Pippa is the simplest, smartest way to share your podcast. Visit BeetleMoment.com forward slash P-I-P-P-A to get a $25 Amazon gift card when you sign up. And we thank Pippa very much for their support of the show. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review in Apple Podcasts. You can go directly to the page at bit.ly forward slash beetle pod that's bit.ly forward slash beetle pod and you can rate and review which will help others find the show thank you in advance i do appreciate your review
For more about the show or to consult with me, visit BeatleMoment.com. Tweet me at Emily Bender. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you next week.